listeners out there to Stevens and Bolton's Banking and Finance podcast. I'm Matthew Padian, a partner in the firm's finance practice, and I'm joined once again today by Lucy Trott, the team's senior knowledge lawyer. Lucy, welcome back. How are you doing and what are we talking about today? I'm fine, thank you, Matt. Well, today we're continuing our recent trawl through the A to Z of important banking concepts. And hot on the heels of our last podcast, during which we covered the concept of acceleration, today we're going to turn our attention to the letters D and E with the concepts of default and events of default. Crikey, straight for the jugular there, Lucy. Well, I guess there's good reason to zero in on this topic, given the rather negative economic headwinds currently circulating in the media. Obviously, there's been lots of talk in the press about rising interest rates, high inflation, geopolitical problems, labour shortages, strikes, etc. Issues which are all presenting serious challenges to business activity. Just this morning, I was interested to read that Amazon are due to lay off 18,000 employees, all due, it is said, to the uncertain economy. That's right, Matt. And ordinarily, as finance lawyers, our clients tend to focus on helping them to get from A to B. In other words, clients want lenders to show them the money. Borrowers are usually less focused, however, on what might happen when things go wrong. But 2023 could prove to be the year when finance managers and treasurers need to dust off their loan agreements and look a little bit more closely at the circumstances in which their lenders might be able to call a default or enforce their loan agreements. Mm, Couldn't agree more, Lucy. It's certainly true that now more than ever, borrowers need to be particularly vigilant about complying with their loan obligations. And so we've identified five things borrowers can do to avoid triggering a default under their loan terms. So starting with you, Lucy, what sort of things should borrowers do to navigate around any potential default or event of default under a loan agreement? Well, firstly, they should understand what kind of loan they have in place, and most importantly, in what circumstances the loan must be repaid. Exceptionally, some loans are repayable whenever the lender demands repayment. And for these type of loans, the concept of default or event of default is irrelevant. The lender can simply demand repayment whenever they choose. A good example of such a loan is an overdraft facility. Hmm. Secondly, borrowers need to understand how any events of default operate under a loan agreement. Typically, events of default arise in a certain exceptional circumstances only. For example, if a borrower fails to pay interest or principal amount when due, or it fails to satisfy a financial covenant, or it does not comply with another undertaking included within the loan agreement. But there may be grace periods or other qualifications which limit the ability of a lender to call any such defaults. Similarly, depending upon how they are worded, certain defaults might restrict further advances of new loan amounts. Borrowers need to read these provisions carefully and understand the trigger points when the things might go from bad to worse. Thirdly, borrowers need to address potential defaults head on rather than by sticking their head in the sand. Defaults do happen, and they can range from the relatively minor, such as the failure to provide financial information on time, to the more serious, such as a failure to pay interest when due on a loan. But lenders rarely call defaults and elect to take immediate enforcement action when the first signs of trouble emerge. A borrower stands much more chance of resolving a potential default scenario to its satisfaction if it alerts its lender to the potential problem up front by seeking any necessary waivers or consents rather than just simply hoping the problem will go away. 
Mm. Yes, good point. Yeah, and fourthly, and related to the point you just made, Lucy, borrowers need to think about how any default might best be solved. For example, a loan agreement might contain provisions which allow a borrower to cure a financial covenant default by an equity contribution. In a syndicated loan facility, certain defaults might be waived with the consent of a majority rather than all of the lenders. And a loan agreement might contain certain so-called snooze or lose provisions, which provide that a lender's consent is deemed to be given if they fail to respond to a waiver request within a certain period of time. The point here is that in any well-drafted loan agreement, a borrower might take advantage of certain provisions to navigate its way around a potential default scenario. Yeah, that's right. And fifthly and finally, borrowers need to have a think about the bigger picture and look beyond the loan agreement itself. For example, a lender might be unable to call a default or take enforcement action under a loan by the terms of a separate intercreditor arrangement with other third parties. The occurrence of a default might entitle the lender to take enforcement action under any third party guarantees or security interests. Also, a default under one loan might trigger a default or termination event under other commercial arrangements. In times of trouble, business managers will likely be faced by various different challenges, but it's important to understand the wider implications of any default. Mm, yeah, great. Yeah, thanks, Lucy. That's really very helpful. I think that just about covers it for today. Plenty of food for thought there as we enter what promises to be another challenging year for UK businesses. So we'll be back again soon with another of these podcasts. But if you listeners out there have any questions about anything we've covered on today's podcast, do please get in touch with a member of the Stephen Bolton team. In the meantime, wishing you all a very happy, happy and prosperous new year. Thank you.